the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to talk910.com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. The H-1B visas emails continue to roll on. Kevin says, I think you're right. Some of these American workers are figuring that there's no such thing as job security. Companies always need to improve themselves or they go out of business. Their employees need to do the same or they get fired. Life isn't fair. Whoa. That's pretty hardcore. I like it. Now, John, on the other hand, says your previous caller was correct in saying that Chinese and Indian managers predominantly hire workers of their own race. I have seen this over and over again at several high-tech companies. The workers do not necessarily know that they're doing it. I had one guy hire someone simply because he spoke both Chinese and Japanese. He wasn't a good engineer, and his job was done to be an engineer. Enjoy your show, John. So, again, there's no right answers. There is no right answers. and People have opinions. Let's bring on. Let's bring on Chris Kinney, a financial advisor with Merrill Lynch and Walnut Creek. How are you, Chris? I'm great. How are you, Rob? Good. It's end of the year, so I'm thinking holiday parties and booze. Um, at the end of the year, what are you thinking? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good start right there. It's a good start. Uh, uh, the end of the year, we're talking to clients about, number one, keeping an eye on the gains and losses. Um, you know, oftentimes clients have uh, accounts at other institutions, and they don't necessarily match those up. Um, so it's just trying to be smart about the taxes at year end, um, you know, and, and the first thing to do is the gains and losses. How do gains and losses work? How many loss dollars can you offset gains, and when does it become capital gains? Give me a little tax info. So twelve, any position that's held for longer than 12 months uh, is considered a long-term gain. Uh, you can offset long-term gains with any amount of losses that you have. Um, and oftentimes with clients, they're, they're afraid to take losses. There's sort of a psychological hurdle. Uh, that they've got to get over and taking the losses. And we tell them, you know, many of the, the instruments out there are basically commodities, and we can find one large growth company and replace it with another um, and take the loss on that first one. And even if they don't want to just hold on to it, uh, you know, for the long term, 31 days later they can go back to the previous position and still take the loss to offset those gains. Chris, I think that's where a financial professional like yourself really brings in great value because you're kind of a financial robot, your job is to not be emotional and say, oh, I don't want to lose money on selling Intel. Your job is to say, let's find something that acts similar to Intel, sell it, harvest a loss, and then balance it for the next 30 days so that if there is a gain in the sector, you get the gain. I um, mean, you're not really market time. You, is it fair to call you a financial robot? I think that that's why my wife calls me every once in a while. But <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that's, that's there, there is an, an, a, an unemotional approach to it. 
But our role as advisors is really to understand what the client's trying to do. And, and it starts with planning and understanding where they're trying to get to and where they are today. And uh, I think that's part of the, the, uh, you know, the benefit of, of working for a company like Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, where we've got solutions on the banking and the, and the investment side. Um, we can do all kinds of things for clients and provide better solutions. I tend to recommend people who are 20 and 30, just, just max out your 401k and, and go be a 20-year-old and 30-year-old. Make some mistakes socially, but max out the 401k. And later in life, if you want to be a stock picker, you'll have some capital to work with. You'll have some capital to make mistakes with. Don't be a stock picker when you're young. you got too much in your life going on, too much drama, too much emotion. Uh, maximizing your retirement savings, kind of a good year into the year strategy, right? When you're looking around with maybe a little extra cash on your hands. Yeah, absolutely. I think most people, when they start thinking about year-end strategies, they're trying to solve 2009's problems, but we might only have two weeks left to do it. And really what's more important is looking forward to say, what's on the horizon? Uh, we're looking at, at most likely rising tax rates across the board. Um, and as a result, maximizing the qualified plans is key. You have to be tax efficient and smart out there in whatever you do, because obviously, as, as you were talking with your earlier callers on, it's a difficult environment out there. And trying to, trying to uh, do as much as you can with what you have uh, is important. What do you think about looking at last year's losers or last year's winners and saying, I don't want any of those? And maybe looking at the loser list of what didn't work, like, for instance, the dollar was weaker. I'm not putting this words in your mouth. This is not your opinion. But the dollar was weaker for basically five, six years. At some point in time, the dollar should stabilize and or move higher, especially if the Federal Reserve starts raising interest rates. Do you tend to look at last year's losers and winners as sources of ideas for this year's? For instance, I'll give you a better one. Telecom really didn't compete well with the, the overall market last year. And if, like you said, if we have higher taxes, maybe jobs aren't created – Maybe telecom's a good, safe place for 2010, even though it wasn't in 2009. Well, I think, I think the key there that, that you're trying to hit on is taking a contrarian approach. Um, and, you know, if, if, the, if the mass populace out there thinks the market's going one way or thinks one sector's going one way, you know, history's shown that it tends to go the other. Um, and taking that contrarian approach at looking at what has underperformed uh, in the recent past can be a smart approach to... Uh, to looking at the investments. So speaking with Chris Kinney, he's a financial advisor with Merrill Lynch in Walnut Creek. I highly respect Chris Kinney, and I highly respect Merrill Lynch. Great firm to work for. Um, end of the year, it's it's been a tough year, high unemployment. One of the things a lot of people tend to do at the end of the year is they look at their, their cash and they say, let's give a little charitable donations. How does the financial advisor in you, Chris, approach charitable donations at the end of the year? You know, I think that's that's something that is that we do discuss with clients, and you have to take it on a, a case by case basis. In a year like this, where um, you know the old saying of charity starts at home, we're seeing a lot of our clients giving money to their their kids and uh, and relatives where they may be hurting. For those clients that that don't have that worry, yeah, they they know that donations are down across the board, and and we're a big proponent of that. I think. Um, you know, giving back to the community is is just part of being in a community. So you said something that interesting there. You said you discussed with clients. For instance, I may be Scrooge. I give nothing to no one. I have no. I don't have a charitable heart. But you have clients who do have a charitable heart. But you said discussion. How often should a client expect to discuss things with their financial advisor? Our commitment, and I think this is probably uh, somewhat indicative of of the industry as a whole, but our our commitment is to talk to clients once a quarter at a minimum. 
beyond that, if there are other events uh, in the markets or in the economy that warrant more frequent discussions, we do that as well. But we also tell clients that they need to they need to come to us and make it a two-way street. So when things change on their end, whether it's with a job or with a marriage or, or a new baby, um, you know, any kind of financial decisions they're trying to make, to bring that attention, to bring that information to us so that we can help them uh, plan. And as we said earlier, maximizing retirement, maximizing the tax efficiency, um, these are all things that we've got to do in this environment and moving forward. Um, and we can't do it in a vacuum or we don't have information. So it is a two-way street, but I think quarterly is a good starting point. Okay. How about medical expenses at the end of the year? Health savings accounts, I know a lot of people like to clear those out and things along those lines. Good idea, bad idea? I think it's a great idea. Um, again, it's that, that tax efficiency. The health savings accounts allow you to uh, put money into them um, and, and leave it in there on a, on a tax-deferred basis. But in, in certain accounts, you've got to use them. Uh, by the end of the year, typically they'll let you go till uh, end of March uh, and still apply it to uh, previous year's medical expenses. But anything you can do to be tax efficient and uh, and set money aside for those costs that you know are going to be there. We know medical expenses are going to be there. We just don't know when they're going to come up or what they're going to be. I think it makes sense to to plan for that. We are speaking with the one, the only Chris Kinney, a financial advisor with Merrill Lynch in Walnut Creek. Merrill Lynch, good firm. Chris Kinney, good guy. Let's talk about one final angle on the end of the year. Um, small businesses. Um, I highly recommend, Chris, time and time again, get a good accountant. Don't get an aggressive accountant, but get a good accountant who knows what you can and can't deduct, whether it's for an individual and or for a business. For instance, I just had a CPA look at my back taxes, and he got me an extra $30,000 in deductions. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I think, that's, I think that's sound advice. I mean, I think a good CPA uh, is, you know, is is definitely worth their weight in gold. Um, but I think that I also think that your advisors should work together. So your financial advisor who works with you on your investments should be in touch with your CPA, who and they should also be in touch with an estate planning attorney uh, that's working with you as well, because all of those things integrate and are intertwined in the financial life and the success of, of individuals. Anything else that we need to know, Mr. Kinney? Um, you know, I think that uh, we've, we've definitely touched on a few things here, but the, the, the one thing I would stress is planning. And I think that as we look forward, um, having a plan in place, you know, you may feel like you're a little bit behind the eight ball today because of some things that have happened with the markets or the economy or jobs. Um, but you can't get out of that hole unless you, tra- unless you, you know, put something on paper and figure it out. And, you know, that's what we try to do uh, with clients on an ongoing basis. And we know things change for us and for clients. Um, but I think planning is key. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's a, a great place to start. You do good work, Mr. Kenny. And uh, I think you do your professional good service by coming on and representing yourself so well. How can people find you if they're looking for Chris Kenny? Uh, I'm in uh, with Merrill Lynch in Walnut Creek. Um, the easiest way is to uh, uh, go to our website, totalmerrill.com. And whether you're looking for me specifically or any of the advisors or uh, at Merrill in your in your current locations, wherever you are, um, you can research advisors and teams. You can access uh, Merrill Lynch research from that website as well. Uh, there's a wealth of information, and I encourage everybody to take a look. Thanks very much. It's Chris Kenny. And you can find him, as he just said, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. If you want to call me, it's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. From time to time, I'm going to bring on professionals like himself uh, because he's good. I will always screen them to make sure they are good. 
I will do you no bad. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. to Rob Black, 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I've always been a distant Rage Against the Machine fan. Like, I didn't get to know the, the, the players' names, and I didn't get to know their backstory. And I was watching on HBO the Rock and Roll, 25 years of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the lead guitarist, i.e. singer for uh, Rage Against the Machine, came on and did a, a song with Bruce Springsteen. It was the coolest guitar solo I have ever heard in my life. And again, I'm not that... I don't know. I'm not that... Um, enthralled with guitar solos. I'm not like, woo, listen to that, listen to that, woo. I'm not one of those people. But it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. He did stuff with a guitar that I didn't think was even possible. Very, 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 very cool. Anyway, um, Rage Against the Machine, and it's on HBO right now. If you get a chance to watch it, it's at hour one, minute 22, this guitar solo. It's the freakiest thing I've ever seen. I'll remember it till the day I die. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Marco in Foster City. Marco? Yeah, hi, Rob. How you doing? Good. Do you like guitar solos, Marco? Um, do I like what now? Guitar solos. Uh, absolutely. So you like you like a good jam? Uh, I, I do. I do. What music do you listen to, Marco? If you were to tell uh, me one band that I should listen to, or one Metallica. song. Metallica. So you're a little Lars fan, are you? What's your favorite Metallica song? Uh, boy. Probably Master of Puppets. Okay. I think that's one of the coolest things you can ask people is, if you were to give me one book, what book would it be? And people think really long and hard about their favorite book, and that's a good way of getting good book recommendations, Marco. Uh, but anyway, what can I help you with? Well, I'm uh, I'm in a lucky, uh, somewhat lucky situation to have a, a large amount of money invested, and I'm looking to, to change who's going to manage it for because uh, the... Who I have it with now, they completely missed uh, the uh, the collapse uh, last year, and uh, didn't didn't see it coming. Didn't protect me. Uh, although this past year has been uh, has been decent, uh, I think that uh, they should have been able to at least for it a little bit. And I don't know if I'm uh, comfortable anymore with how they're managing my money. Sure, but uh, I have a tough time figuring out where to go because I want someone that, you know, will just take care of it. They'll, they'll buy, sell as needed, do whatever, uh, whatever. So you want an, you want an active manager. Correct. Be very careful what you wish for, Marco, because last year 
I didn't think the market was going to correct 50% because it doesn't happen often in our lifetimes. It never happens. It happens once a lifetime. So I thought 30% was going to be where we bottomed. Nope, I was wrong. I'm a pretty smart cookie when it comes to these things. And don't you hate those American Express smart cookies commercials? I do. Um, But I would be very careful, Marco. Probably more importantly, instead of saying, I want you to time the market perfectly, I want you to tell them, I want you to make sure that I don't lose more than 10%. And they can find the right investments for you. But when you can lose no more than 10%, you probably can't gain more than 10%. So in the up years, you're going to underperform. But in the down years, you're going to outperform. So instead of looking for a new manager, maybe I would say have a better conversation with your current manager saying that 50% scared the hell out of me and it freaked me out. But then again, they kept you in and you had a nice rebound and you've probably recovered most of what you lost. Um, But again, you didn't really lose it unless you bought it all at the top, which is, again, brings in these just crazy conundrums of of issues, Marco. And and I have, and that's, uh, you know, part of the issue. I have been in for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, most most of what I I lost uh, all the gains they've had plus some of what I put in, and now I'm back. If I were if I were your financial advisor, Marco, I would say, Marco, how much money do you have? What are you worth if you were to sell all your stocks and bonds? Oh, if I were to sell everything, about yeah. um, excluding the equity in the house uh, investments, roughly two million. Two million. I'd say I'd put my arms around you, Marco, and I'd say, can you live off of eighty thousand dollars a year? No, absolutely. No. So that's okay. So you still need to have it exposed to growth um, on yeah. some level. So what I would probably do is I would be a little bit more conservative with, say, a third of your money. I would keep it into not cash and cash equivalents, but high high yielding income so that you can start you know getting a little bit of you know stability. And then the other portion of your money, I would expose it to a very, very diversified portfolio where you're getting some international value exposure. Um, some income exposure, as well as very, very light, uh, not growth. You're looking for more value in the United States because your risk profile, Marco, has told me you don't really like downside and you like consistency. And, and um, you're you're not you're okay underperforming on the upside, but you're really freaked out underperforming on the downside. So I would probably change your portfolio, but I think that's a conversation you need to have with your advisor and, and not have the whole nut invested all at once. It's a bad idea. So for you... Um, not for everyone, but for you it is. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Interesting stocks to take a look at for next year. This is not a list to go out and buy. This is a, you want to try to hit a home run? You're either going to hit a home run or strike out. There's one called General Growth Properties. It's a real estate investment trust. It was a profound victim of the credit crunch. It invests in commercial real estate. There is risk, but it, in 2010, it could be a massive home run or it could be a massive strikeout. On top of that, KVH Industries, it's a small company with lots and lots of growth potential. Uh, they got three businesses. It produce, provides TV and internet service to RVs. That's kind of interesting, right? They do land mobile products. Um, KVH Industries, um, they do some gyroscopes. It's a little funky. Um, I want you to take a look, and maybe it's appropriate for you as a home run stock. Maybe it's not. I'll give you some other ideas as the show unfolds in the future. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. It's 910 a.m. You can find me online at talk910.com, talk910.com. You can email me, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Or you can call the show, 800-345-5639. We have open phone lines. We're going to play a clip of some audio coming up. I'm going to do an email bag as well, and i got some more stock ideas for you. Stick with us.
800-345-5639. You know, I told you that I, I, I really dig the work of um, Zach De La Roca. Uh, he's American rapper, musician, poet, activist. He's of Irish descent, and he's Mexican. What a crazy combination. Irish-Mexican. Uh, vocalist and lyricist for Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I don't know. I just enjoy the work. So I enjoy musicians. Yesterday, I had the corner laughers in here. And their musicians. They were a little shy. Um but I like that shy and nerdy and fun and sexy. I wish I was a musician. So they've invited me get this. This is funny. Um, they invited me get on stage and play cowboy with us. And the funny thing is I will get on stage and play cowbell. And that is an open invitation that I'm going to take them up on. And I'm going to do it when they least expect it right in front of a rock music industry show. And I'm going to be signed to the biggest cowbell record contract of all time. I feel pretty good about that. Now, on one hand, I, I really like the fresh approach the show takes on a daily basis to all things financial. On the other hand, some of you people are freaking crazy. I got an email from a guy who says, Sleep train mattress sales babes don't want to bother with folks who aren't nuns given to orphan kids. There's a guy out there named Jim Delap. He's psycho. He's crazy. He sends me mass emails. He's a danger to society. I'm probably encouraging him by mentioning him on air, and I probably shouldn't do it. But some of you people are crazy. Some of you people should be locked up and euthanized. I do believe in the idea of euthanizing our crazies. Don't have time for them. Must euthanize. You kill more than two people in any sort of heinous act. Sorry, but euthanation. Gotta go, gotta go. I'll I'll euthanize two of you at the same time. I won't use an alcohol swab when I'm putting the needle in your arm. You'll get the same dirty needle the guy before you got because you're going to die. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do this as mayor. I've decided that I'm going to reinstate the death penalty as mayor. I'm not going to go governor. I'm not going to go national and do it. I'm going to be mayor. You mess up in my city. I kill you. Anyway, um, another email comes in. Oh, what's the difference between tiger and Santa Claus? Santa stops at three hoes. And for the record, I'm one of those people that I think this whole Tiger Woods story, it's crap. It's useless. It's a waste of our time. I think we've got a fascination with men who put their thing in women, and maybe we shouldn't. I think it's overrated. I think it's sensational. I think it's boring. How can it be both sensational and boring at the same time? Like, good God, who cares? Don't we have bigger issues to deal with in this nation? I'm not a big all-things-tiger fan. Guy's worth a couple billion dollars, a billion dollars in earnings. Gets 10 phone numbers a day from women. He succumbed to temptation. We've been succumbing to temptation all of our lives as a nation. For instance, let me give you a for instance. I was raised, um, my parents were were Roman Catholic. I wasn't really raised Roman Catholic because I was the fifth boy. And by the time that came to me, my parents just didn't have the energy for church anymore. They lost faith in God when Kennedy was killed. So by the time I was born, they didn't really, you know, I was raised in a family that believed in the Ten Commandments, but didn't necessarily practice the Ten Commandments. But I remember being so just turned off by religion. Do you remember the story of King Solomon? Do you remember the story of King Solomon? Um, In Catholic school, they make you learn this stuff. And there was a story that two women brought a baby, the same baby to King Solomon. And they both claimed to be the mother of this baby. And this is how messed up religion can be. To solve the problem, King Solomon said, solve the problem. 
Solve the problem. And the first woman says, let's cut the baby in half and I'll take the top half and she can have the bottom half. So King Solomon in all his wisdom goes, ho, ho, ho. The other woman must be the mother because no mother would cut a child in half. Isn't that funny? That, that was the test back then. If you cut a child in half, that you're not the mother. It's the paternity. Who's baby mama? The woman who says, no, don't cut the baby in half. Bible not exactly all that insightful at times, is it? I know most of you don't remember the story of King Solomon. 800-345-5639. And that was just a weird pull by me. Um, Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Oh, oh, guess what's doing? You know, yesterday I talked about movies doing well this year. Guess what else is doing well? Television. More consumers have turned to the great American pastime of watching television as the recession strains household budgets. More than a third of Americans ranked watching TV, either live or on demand, as their favorite media activity, a 26% jump from last year. Nearly three-quarters of the respondents aged 14 to 75 said hard times to cut into their purchases of movie tickets, concerts, and sporting events, as well as DVDs and video games. So average TV watching per week. What's the average American watching television per week? 18 hours. That's a crap load of time. That's a lot, isn't it? Television was a big beneficiary of the recession, so television, big winner. Now, we've got a person mm, who works here who's got some music ability. His name is Sebastian Kuntz. Every Friday, we're going to do, and this is going to be tough to do because there's 52 Fridays of the year, and so far we've only done it once. Uh, we're going to introduce some uh, new content that's production. Fun with audio, as we like to say. Heidi did a great piece last week with the Tonight Show, and she played some pieces of me, and maybe we'll play a little bit of that too. But let's play what we're going to premiere this completely with Seabass on Friday at eleven fifty-six in the final two three minutes of the show. So you'll hear the whole thing on Friday. But we have fun here from time to time. <laughs> Black bells, raw black bells, raw black all the way. Oh, what fun it is to know what raw black's going to say. Raw black bells, raw black bells, raw black all the way. Oh, what fun it is to know what raw black's going to say. That's neither here nor there, so to speak, is his spiel. He might not be Ron Burgundy, but he's kind of a big deal. Pretty funny stuff. So you can hear the whole thing Friday at 11.56, and maybe Heidi will be so kind as to replay her Johnny Carson. She did hours and hours and hours and hours of work on it to basically poke a little fun at me, and then we play it for two minutes and we put it in the vault and never break it back out. Anyway, um, I got an email from Katiana. Great name. She goes, how can I keep things sexy with my husband? Good question. It's an Ask Rob Black question. Because you probably heard me rant a couple weeks ago that men like sexy bras. We like Lacey Frilly. It turns us on because we don't have Lacey Frilly. Nothing about us is Lacey Frilly. So um, I said, buy sexy bras. Don't buy sexy shoes. We don't even notice your shoes. So I was giving advice. So Katiana probably caught a little bit of that. And she says, how can I keep things sexy with my husband? And here's my answer. Never let him see you poo. That's a good, good answer. (laughs) Believe it or not, is women, you have to have some mystery to you. I don't want to see it. Don't show us how the tampon works. I don't, I kind of want to imagine that it magically goes, I I don't want to see it. It turns that whole sexy area unsexy. So never let us, never watch me poo. And I never want to see you poo. For instance, when you think about Abraham Lincoln, great American president, do you imagine him pooing? Uh Uh-uh. So, you know, 
Nelson Mandela, do you imagine him on the toilet? Never, ever. You ruin greatness. You ruin sexuality by letting people see you poo. Bathroom, there should be a men's bathroom and a woman's bathroom, and it should be separate. And we should never, ever spy on each other. If you want to do a sexy shower on occasion, that's fine. But take care of your business beforehand, before he sees it. So, ladies, that's how you can keep things sexy with your husband. And husbands, that's how you can keep things sexy with your ladies. So, don't show each other bathroom habits. It's, I don't want to see it. Although, one of the sexiest scenes of all time. Um, Ann Archer, what was the movie? Um, uh, Michael Douglas. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm going to think of this. Um, anyone can help me out. Anyone, anyone. Um, Basic Instinct. One of the greatest movies of all time. I think Basic Instinct was a fantastic movie. But there's a, a scene in the movie where Michael Douglas has cheated on his wife. And he's been caught. And she's getting ready. No, no, he hasn't been caught yet. Um, and he's watching his wife get dressed for a dinner party. And she's in bra and panties. And she's putting on lipsticks and doing her hair. But it's very, very sexy. As the husband's just going... Why did I ever cheat on you? I got the hottest thing on the planet. Like you could see the look on his face is his total love. Basic instinct, one of the greatest scripts in the last 30 years in movies. So as a, a far, as a former Hollywood writer, I can tell you it's fantastic. It is in depth. It is amazing. It's a playoff Madam Butterfly, of course, which they maybe too obviously show you, but it's a modern retelling of Madam Butterfly, which, which I dig the, the work that went into that script. So anyway, I'm totally digressing. Um, there's a new poll out there that says Americans are depressed. Get this. You lose your job and you become depressed. Is that a surprise? More than half the nation's unemployed workers have borrowed money from friends or relatives since losing their jobs. An equal number have cut back on visits to doctors or medical treatments if they're out of work. People's teeth are becoming jangy. Jangy teeth, not sexy. But a lot of people are letting their teeth become jangy because they don't have the money to go to the dentist. And dental insurance doesn't quite work like any other insurance. And that's broken. That's something I want our Senate Democrats to fix. If Get health care to include dental care. How the whole dental world has circumvented it so that it's crap, so that so little is actually covered, is amazing to me. I hate dentists. That's another thing that I hate. I hate dentists and their exposure to insurance because it's not right. 800-345-5639. About four in ten parents have noticed behavioral changes. Fatal attraction. Oh, it's fatal attraction, not basic instinct. Once again, I'm wrong. It doesn't happen often, but twice in a show, I'm off my game. I'm off my game, and I should probably just quit and retire. It is fatal attraction on basic instinct. Basic instinct kind of sucked, but it was another Michael Douglas film. Basic instinct. Sharon Stone, I'll say this. She hit her height. And then why is she still around? Why does she cruise around San Francisco thinking she's hot stuff? She's at best a Jaguar, which is older than a Cougar. She's nasty. She, she's her political. Why? Do, do, just because you show us your beaver in a movie. Why do you think you can tell us about politics? It's a good question. Why? Because I have a radio show. Do I think I can tell you about politics? I don't have an answer to that either one. Let me figure out the second one before I judge the first one. But I'll figure it out. So, But Wells Fargo, they're paying back the TARP money. Do I like Wells Fargo? Yes. But I like it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Do I like Citigroup? Yes. I prefer Bank of America for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So I end on a high note. Mm. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I love you all, each and every one of you, except for Mary. Don't like you, Mary. Um, I'll be back in 22 hours. And again, I'll put my heart and soul in it. If you listen, 
I, I will educate you and, and really do the best I can to, to find something that's culturally relevant as well as investment smart so I can get you to retirement. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. You can get a copy of the show at talk910.com, talk910.com. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.